Welcome back to the School of Hard Knocks podcast. On this week's show, it's been an entire week. The dust has kind of settled. People aren't talking about it as much. That's right. The slap scene around the world. Now, as much as I don't want to talk about this topic, there are lessons learned and I want to explore those today. Now, what happens when you let reason be overtaken by emotion? It does not just affect your reputation, but it also can affect your business. It is time. It is time. It is time to get on the bus because class is in session. This is episode 133 of the School of Hard Knocks podcast, and it starts now. Thank you for listening to the School of Hard Knocks podcast. This show is about personal development for business success. Not only do we tell the stories of successful people in order to create more successful people, we want to help you turn your thoughts and ideas into reasonable, rational, and profitable action. This show is about my life experiences, your life experiences, and how we can work together to become the best versions of ourselves. Prepare to be inspired, motivated, and most importantly, challenged. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to the School of Hard Knocks podcast. Your host, Mark W. Knox. Uh, thank you for joining me this week. Man, you know what? I, I went back and forth on what I was going to talk about this this uh, this week. And um, first and foremost, let, let me say that <clears throat> today, if you're listening to this on April 4th, release day, today is my anniversary. So shout out to my wonderful and beautiful queen, Miss Cecilia Knox. 13 years of marriage praise god so yeah so today is our our anniversary so if you see us uh, see us in the streets or you see us on social media wish us wish us a happy anniversary other than that i got a a, a, one of my children my oldest is actually turning six in a couple days so shout out to him as well happy birthday marquez um yeah so uh, again a lot of good things going on but i i i didn't want to I, I didn't want to go there. Like I didn't want to go where I'm about to go, but I think it deserves, um, it deserves some attention just based on lessons learned. Right. It's, I don't want to talk about it, but for the past week it's been, you know, it, that that's what's been talked about. Um, you know, last Sunday, cause you know, I record on Sunday evenings last Sunday, I actually recorded the podcast before, um, the, the incident, uh, took place at the Oscars and I, <laughs> I thought about going back and redoing the episode really to include that, to at least acknowledge it because I knew next, you know, Monday morning that that was going to be the talk of the town, the slap heard around the world. Um, but then I started thinking, I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna let this marinate. Like I'm gonna let it breathe. Um, un- at least until next week. Right. Because, things in in our society now when events happen most of the time they have a pretty short shelf life people's memories um aren't very aren't very long you know we got so much content coming at us from so many different directions the shelf life of of a lot of things that happen a lot of uh good things bad things whatever news the shelf life is typically pretty short in this in this generation um I do believe that this is going to prove to be the same. I I do believe that next week 
which will, will be two weeks after the incident, um, the buzz of of the whole thing will have died down to the point where, you know, people would, would really just ultimately stop caring. I, I think we're there now to a certain degree. However, there has been some some things that have come out in, in the last couple of days that, you know, for my audience, I think are noteworthy. Now, I'm not going to get into the moral standing of it all. Right. I, I, I'm, I'm going to keep it extremely, extremely simple with a quote that I often admire from Mike Greenberg from ESPN, where he says that the first victim of emotion is reason. Right. And I'm going to I'm going to let that sit there for a second. The first victim of emotion is reason. Right. Because what he's saying is when you're in an emotional state, reason kind of goes out the window. Like you, 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 you stop being rational. You stop making your, your normal decision um, sequence, your normal decision making uh, tree that you may follow. That goes out the window when emotion is involved. And I think that's what happened last week. Now, many of us, many of you, right. Many of you on social media, many of you out there, um, obviously completely disagree or completely have a opposing position to what what the aggressor in this case Mr. Smith did to Mr. Rock obviously right you you you're not on the side of Mr. Smith and and I'll be honest I don't really think there's a side to take in this argument um you know Hollywood is apparently is a different world right it, it is a, is a different world I mean for anybody who can look at that situation that lives in the world that I live in, which I would say is reality. Uh, and, and you can come to the conclusion that you would have done the same thing or whatever. Um, you know, that that's on you, but ultimately the consequences are not the same for you and someone in Mr. Smith's position. Right. So you can say what you would have done or how you would have done it differently, whatever. Um, but ultimately, you know, unless you were actually in his position, which is a position of influence, position of power, um, r- regardless of the wealth that's there, right? We're going to talk about that, but I, th- I think the influence and the power is, is even stronger than the wealth. Being in that position um, causes you to have different emotional reactions, right? And you really can't speak on his reaction unless you're uh, privy to his his thoughts in that position that he's in. Um, again, I, there's arguments for both sides. Uh, for for me, uh, maybe I would have done it differently. Probably, right? I mean, what I've been people ask me all all week. You know, what do you think about X, Y, and Z? And my response has been, of course, I was disappointed, um, but I don't I don't take any responsibility for what he did personally. Like, I don't think it's a bad look for black people. I don't think it's a bad look for black men. I don't think it's a bad look for the 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 society. The gen- I don't I think it's a bad look for Mr. Smith. Period. Right. I don't I don't feel any personal responsibility or any embarrassment for him or on his behalf. I think he did. It's just self-inflicted because, again, that the world that he lives in, based on what he's what he's obviously been going through or what he triggered him um, and his position of influence and power uh, caused him to make that decision in that moment. Right. I can't relate. I don't know what that feels like. Right. (laughs) I can't relate. Uh, so what I've been saying to people is, you know, I was disappointed in his actions, obviously. Um, I 
thought Will. I, I thought I can't. I don't want to say his name. I thought Mister Smith was a boss. Like I thought he was a boss. Like I thought he was somebody who was in control and somebody who, um, again, had a certain level of influence. Right. I, I think in that moment I would have rather seen him take the higher ground if he still felt like he needed to go up and be heard in that moment to maybe, you know, take some of the spotlight off of Mr. Rock and say, Hey, you know, uh, I understand you're doing, you're doing a job or whatever. You know, I understand you, you, you're here to make people laugh. However, um, my, my wife is battling this condition. Maybe you didn't know, um, but I'm here to tell you that. Right. And you know, millions of, of people are affected by this every day, mentally, as well as physically. And, you know, what you just said was offensive. And I would just, you know, I would just like you to know. I would like you to know that. You know, had he said something like that in front of the whole world, obviously people wouldn't probably be talking about it as much, but it would have probably put egg on Mr. Rock's face and it would have made Mr. Smith look like the hero in that moment, right? However, what took place was the exact opposite. He made Mr. Rock the hero and he put egg on his face. So, you know, lesson learned. Now, Again, that's the incident, right? So, boom, done. The developments that have taken place over the past week, especially in the past 24, is now we're starting to hear what it really means. Last week, ironically enough, we had an episode about reputation. Now, again, this that episode was recorded hours before the Oscars came on. And I just felt like I needed to talk about reputation, preserving it, protecting it, so on and so forth. And then that happened. It was a prime example of how you can work so hard to build a reputation, solid reputation for Mr. Smith, solid. I don't think you could say a bad thing about the guy over his his career. And he's had a wonderful, lengthy, successful career up until that moment that he took a, a, a pretty major misstep. His reputation was solid. And one moment, just like we talked about last week, one moment, one action, one bad decision has jeopardized his reputation. Now, in jeopardizing your reputation, it cost him or it's going to cost him. Right now, granted, yes, he's still going to be very wealthy regardless. Good for him. That's great. He he earned that that success. He earned that level of wealth based on his his talents. Right. However. What we're hearing now uh, in in popular culture is what I really want to dig into just for a second, just for a second. Is it starting to affect him from a business standpoint now? There was multiple films that were in the hopper that he was uh, rumored to be working on or, or to begin production on. And numerous studios have now decided that they want to put the brakes on it. So we come to a place now where your actions, Mr. Smith's actions in particular, are costing him, um, at the very least, are costing him time. At the very least. Because, granted, again, we talked about this. This this, this situation, this incident, is probably going to have a pretty short sh- shelf life. Right at the moment, the studios don't want don't want to be associated. They don't they don't want necessarily want to touch him. However, they pretty much know that this is going to blow over eventually. Maybe a year, maybe two, maybe less. 
So eventually they'll probably do these films, right? They just want to make sure that when they invest in, in these films, they invest in the production of these films, that the thing doesn't crash or bomb at the box office because of the main character and kind of the baggage that's associated with it, right? So in the meantime, he's going to have to wait. Now, granted for him, it might just be time. He'll probably still get his normal his normal money from these films. They'll just be done later on in 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 life, right? Like I said, maybe maybe a year, maybe two. However, for everybody else that was supposed to be involved with those films, maybe up and coming um, actors and actresses, maybe um, you know, lighting, production, post, like directors, costume designers, so on and so forth. Those are going to be the individuals that it's probably is going to cost them money. Right. Because maybe that opportunity is not going to come back like it was like it was now. So, again, your 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 actions. Do have a price. They do have a price. Now, in that moment, again, emotion. Uh, the first victim of emotion is reason like you're not thinking about. Production studios potentially pulling the plug on projects you got in that moment because if you were then your actions might be different right your emotions take over you act out you have a lapse in judgment and we see what happens now granted the consequences are different for different people whether you like it or not the consequences are different for different people the consequences for mr smith Obviously, haven't been the consequences that would happen to you or I, because if you or I had done something like that in a public forum, it would be it would be handcuffs and the back of a police car like flat out. Like it wouldn't be any if, ands or buts. Right. Um, however, the consequences for him are probably going to be more monetary. And of course, time. Uh, the reality is there are consequences. So I I just wanted to mention that like there's there's a whole backside to this thing that everybody's worried about the apology and what's the academy going to do and is he going to lose his award and blah, blah, blah. But there is a price to pay like a actual price to pay when you do things to damage your reputation. And as you can see, letting your emotions get the best of you in sensitive moments is like the quickest way to damage your reputation. Like somebody at your company, a coworker, a manager, whatever says something that you don't like and you, you go off on them. <laughs> right. I, I think we've all been in situations where we've had to bite our tongues, especially in a corporate setting or maybe a setting uh, where, you know, you, you might've had a customer. I, I'll tell you a situation that, that I had here recently actually it was, it was this week. So I'm consulting on a, a very, very large project, right? A very large project. And um, I was on the phone with some engineers, some, some very technical guys who had the responsibility of taking the information that I gave or that I provided and turning it into technical drawings and turning it into like, like procedures for somebody who was going to install a system, Right. The best that I could come up with because of because of me being like a very visual person and a very visual communicator. The best that I could come up with was what I call um, napkin CAD. It's not actually on a napkin, but it's a diagram of 
the project on a piece of graph paper. And I, and I do this, like, this is what I do. I do this every day, all day with different projects. When somebody explains something to me and I'm trying to visualize it, I will literally draw a picture of the room, the equipment, the wiring, so on and so forth, the measurements. And that's how I visualize projects, right? That's, that's what helps me consult like to the degree of where I'm, I'm able to, to really lay out expectations on what a system can do. So they kind of put me in a situation where they had me with some engineers who didn't really understand the project, but somebody gave them the PDF of my drawing. Right. So I get on the, I get on the call, we get on a conference call and individual just off rip comes. He kind of comes at me kind of crooked ways. Like, you know, I'm, I'm a nice guy. Good afternoon. How we doing? Okay, they're like, yeah, we got some questions. I'm like, all right, I'm sitting at my desk. I got my drawing out. I got the measurements out. Let's talk. And I pull it up. I share my screen. And the first thing out of his his mouth is, I don't even know what I'm looking at. Like, what is this? Like, I, this doesn't even make any sense. And he proceeds to, like, basically look at my drawing and 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 basically look at him like, man, what is this? What is this crap? Like, what is, like, what is this? Like, I don't even know up from from down. Why? Why? Why did you? So at that moment, I could feel myself getting a little getting a little, you know, <laughs> getting a little hot. Um, and first thing out of my mouth was now, granted, there's about six, seven people on the call. Right. So you don't want to say nothing crazy. And you're representing your organization. You're representing the brand, whatever. So you don't want to say anything crazy. <clears throat> first thing out of my mouth was uh okay do you know anything about the project regardless of this drawing do you know any of do you know the concept of the project and he said no i don't know anything okay so that tells me that his problem with me is not necessarily with me it's more so with the individuals that gave him the drawing and told him to figure it out so he's already frustrated so i'm not I'm not going to, you know, get too aggressive with the guy because his 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 bigger issue is not with me. It's it's with his people. Right. So I say I say, you know what? I can definitely tell that you don't know anything about the project based on the way that you're you're looking at the drawing. I said, however, the first thing I'm going to ask you to do is adjust your tone because the way you are talking to me right now is completely unacceptable. Then I will explain the project to you and we can all be on the same page as we go through my drawing. Now, when I was saying it, it came out just like that verbatim came out just like that. But as I was saying it in my mind, I'm like, I got to I got to really get my point across to this guy that he need not talk to me like this because I ain't the one. Number one. <laughs> right. But number two, I'm like, I don't want to accidentally make the situation worse by throwing attitude back. So I need to adjust my tone so that it's, it doesn't sound attitudinal, but he knows that I'm serious. Right. And I was literally in that moment thinking about the podcast that I had recorded a couple of days earlier about my reputation. And I was thinking like, you know what, you know, being uh, a younger African-American male in this industry that I'm in, which is professional AV, 
electronics, right? Like being in that industry, there's not a lot of people that look like me at all, ever. I'm never on a call with another young, younger black guy ever. And when I am, it's instant vibes. But typically I'm not. So what I need to do in this moment is not damage my reputation because they're already looking for a reason to discount my skills and my abilities and my gifts. Right. So I need to stand firm. I need to convey that you need to respect me. I need to convey that I do belong in this room, in this conversation. I need to convey the confidence that I have in my project and my consulting, so on and so forth, without being overly aggressive, attitudinal, so on and whatever. Right. Ultimately, I had to do the same thing that Mr. Smith did. I had to defend what I cared about. I had to defend me, my position, so on, whatever. Like I had to do that. Now, I couldn't like virtually slap this guy and I would never do that anyway. However, my reputation was at stake in that moment. Now, from that point on, the whole conversation was Skittles and rainbows. It was all good. It was all good. And I don't know if he didn't expect me to say that or if he's used to talking to people like that. But again, I'm not the one. Right. What I'm trying to explain to you is just like I said at the beginning of the show, the first victim of emotion is 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 reason. So in that moment, I tried to suppress my emotions of what I felt like was. You know, moderate disrespect of some the way somebody was was speaking to me. I didn't like it. Didn't make me feel warm and fuzzy. I tried to suppress that and I tried to address it, nip it in the bud so that the whole conversation didn't go left. Right. The whole conversation wasn't wasn't like that in that tone so that we could actually get something done. And it worked. It worked. So, again, it, it's there, there's a lesson learned. Right. I, I think the biggest thing that we can take away from what happened last week was, number one. You got to be in the moment, but you got to be above the moment. Right. Like you, you got to be in the conversation. You got to be in the room, but you can't be so deep into it emotionally that one thing can can send you off the rails. Now, granted, I listen, I do have some sympathy for Mr. Smith in a sense of this is one of the biggest nights of his life. He's up for the Academy Award. If that was me, I wouldn't have slept the night before. I barely would have eaten. I would have been a nervous wreck. I'd have been sweating all over the place. So I, I kind of get where he potentially could have been. However, I do believe that there's a big difference, again, from being in the moment and being above the moment. Right. Like having that presence of mind to know that you are sitting front and center and at any time, potentially fiery darts could come your way. Right. And, yeah, you got a decision to make. Am I going to. Laugh it off. Am I going to laugh it off and address it later? Or am I going to run up on stage and do something like he did? Right. Like you got a decision to make. Right. So I think, again, there's a lesson learned. And you also got to understand, just like when we were children, um, actions have consequences. And granted, if you are willing to accept those consequences, then, hey, go for it. I think Mr. Rock 
understands that as well. Actions have consequences. Yeah, you got freedom of speech. You could say whatever you want to say. You could tell a joke about whoever, wherever, whatever you want to tell a joke about. That's fine. But you got to understand that freedom of speech is not going to protect you from consequences and backlash. Like you can't get mad if you're going to have if you're going to be Mr. Freedom of Speech or Mrs. Freedom of Speech. And you can't be mad if people don't like what you like what you said just because you got freedom of speech. Like it don't work like that. Yeah, you can say it, but it's also freedom of consequences. Something going to come your way. And that's just the reality of the situation. That's the reality. So, again, I I knew we had to talk about it. I knew there was some lesson learned. I knew there was something more that we can gain from it other than just watching somebody have a meltdown, watching somebody embarrass themselves. Right. There had to be a lesson. And so far, that's what it is. It's consequences cost money. I mean, uh, emotion and emotional responses and actions, they cost money. And at the very least, they cost time. Right. So, again, let us protect our reputations. Let us do everything we possibly can to not only build our reputations, but protect our reputations. Let not our reputations be victim of our emotions. Let's live above the moment so that we can take a step back in those moments and and, and really evaluate. You know, um, cause and effect. Let's let's be on the side of reason and hopefully not the side of emotion. So that's the show for this week. Hopefully you got something from that again. You know, people talking about it. They probably won't be talking about it this time next week because stuff has a short shelf life these days. But you got to know there's a lesson in all of this. And that's what I took from This has been the School of Hard Knocks podcast. I'm your host, Mark W. Knox. Class is dismissed. Thank you for listening to the School of Hard Knocks podcast. We can be found every Monday on your favorite podcast platforms, including iTunes, Google Podcasts, Anchor, and Stitcher. Please subscribe and leave us a review. We can also be found on all social media platforms by searching The School of Hard Knocks. Find us online at www.hardknockspodcast.com. That's hard, K-N-O-X, podcast.com. <laughs>